Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to Secret Artists Podcast, the podcast where funny people do art and have a chat. What's not to like? Something for everyone if you like those two specific things. My name's Annie McGrath, I'm your host, and I'm joined this week by one of my favourite comedians, Celia A.B. She is a lovely gal, such a good joke writer and such a good illustrator. So we had a very nice time drinking coffee and drawing. Hope you enjoy the episode. And remember, if you want to see our artworks from this week, follow us on social media at Secret Art Pod. See you on the other side. I saw a glimpse of your uh, teeth at Muff Club and then went home and the image flashed behind my eyes. Is that all we're going to draw today? <laughs> yeah, I wish it Tip. was. We can, try, we can swap it. Maybe. Maybe. Let's see what your options are. Um, I have a question about your name, actually, because I always say Celia, but I was told by... I know you say Celia. Yes. I, is it Celia? Yes. Um, there is a bit of background to this. Oh, great. I can say it on the pod if you yeah. want. Yeah, um, perfect. Because I get that, that question a lot. Mm. And uh, Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, yeah. That's a, a Degas print. Mm. I think it's very faded, though. That's why it's gone sort of bluey colour. I actually quite like it very blue like that. Yeah. Um, Belonged to my mum's ex-boyfriend. Oh, so uh, drama. shout out to him. <laughs> I still think of you, Barry. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what his name is. I won't say his name. <laughs> it's like Voldemort. Never say his Never name. Never say his name. <laughs> Voldemort. Yeah. <laughs> Try and catch me. Um, so, yes, Celia, Celia. 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 Um, it's Celia. Um, but basically, when I first moved to England, um, I'm very aware I'm holding a penis straw. <laughs> yes, for the listener, Celia asked me if I had a straw, and the only straw that I have is a gold penis-shaped straw. Yes. And uh, this is how we got onto the subject of teeth, because are you trying to prevent staining your teeth yes. by using straws? Yes, and if I can, I always go for a penis straw. Yeah, it's... I think I should get a photo of you. Of the peanut straw. It's, it's rare to see a, someone drink a coffee out of a... A hot coffee, I will say. Out I'm, of a... I'm a classy girl. Yeah, yeah. Let's see the balls. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta favour the balls. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, always remember the balls, boys and girls. So what's the... Everyone always asks you about your... The pronunciation. Name, yeah. Is so that I, quite annoying? I, uh, I don't mind it, but it's my own fault. Basically, when I first mm. moved to England... Someone told me that I was saying my name wrong. Oh my god, that's such a <laughs> British thing. I said, oh, my British is... explain your name to you. I know, and I, I said my name is Celia, and you went, no. 
It was a man, was it? Yeah. That surprises me. Yeah, it's men, isn't it? They yeah. never do that. So. Yeah. Uh, and then he said, I think you'll find that it's Celia. And then I went, oh, thank you so much. Yeah. It's like, how can I repay you? Yeah. What was his name? Um, I don't know, but in my, ma- in my mind, I think I, I did a bit of whimsy to it. Yeah. His name was Michael, I think, or something. And I've been calling him Michelle in my nice. mind. Nice. As revenge. You say you've been pronouncing your name wrong. Yeah. It's actually Michael. twat. <laughs> Um, but that meant that for like maybe four or five years, mm. I introduced myself as Celia. I thought when I first met you, you said Celia, but then I've heard you say Celia. And I was yeah. like, is that your accent? Like, is that like the French way of saying <laughs> it? And there's like, anyway, yeah. Celia. Um, I'm going to read you an intro. Yes. Celia A.B. is a fantastic comedian who won the Chortle Best Newcomer Award in 2022. She's done tour support for Maria Bamford and starred in the BBC's New Comedy Award and Funny Festival Live. Her first stand-up show, Swimming, was met with critical acclaim at the Edinburgh Fringe last year and was described by List as a strong debut hour by a comic shooting to fame. Stop it. And I'm very excited to have her on the podcast. I'm so excited to be Hello, here. Celia. Hello. I've been loving your drawings online. You've just started putting up illustrations on Twitter and Instagram. That's how I immediately was like, when are you coming on my podcast? I'm so glad you like them, Annie, because that's... Um, it, it felt quite vulnerable to put them online. Yeah, it's different to joke writing, isn't it? It feels more revealing of yourself. Yeah, almost. absolutely. And I think it's because there's an element of... You've really tried. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's not like a a quick tweet or mm. it's no. You've you you had paper. You had yeah, pencils yeah. And, and it's a tangible time. thing that exists at the end. Yeah. Not like when you say a joke out loud and you can forget about it. If exactly. It yeah. I think that um, which I often do. <laughs> and uh, I think there's a there's there's an element to it where, um, so I was talking to a friend of mine about how when you're an adult when you're a kid you play a lot so you pick mm. up something play with it and then just stop touching it but you don't yeah. think oh I've got to be really good at this yeah um, you're not sort of worried to fail like we are as adults as adults yeah and I think there's um, there's an element of some somewhere around teenage years you kind of become aware that people judge yeah um, and I think there's I'm trying to go back to a place of playing as an adult so mm-hmm. like drawing is one of the things that I've been enjoying doing again it's, yeah it's, uh, I don't have to be the best at this I can just pick it up and have have a bit of fun with it, yeah, um, and be a bit vulnerable with it. And uh, it's weird to post it online, but there's an element of me that's like, do you know what? I I don't want to post pictures of me on holiday. I just want to mm. like I find it really fun to post something different that people don't expect yeah. just because I'm having fun with it yeah if that makes sense in, in your Twitter bio you say you do bad drawings bad drawings but yes. I don't think that's true mm. I think that's too self-deprecating I think there's I've only posted the ones that obviously it's the uh, <laughs> the cream rises to the top <laughs> yeah. um, I only post the ones that I think are not bad, but there's a lot of bad ones. <laughs> Great. Um, so today we're going to do some drawing. I've put out yes. some pencils, some charcoal. I don't know how you feel mm. about charcoal. I don't think I've ever used charcoal, but I'm excited to try it. And there's some coloured pencils and also this thing that I need to learn the name of. I think it's called like com, com not Comte, that's cheese. Com. Com. Comte? Com. Comte. Comte, yeah. That's French, isn't it? That's it. <laughs> it's like a sort of terracotta-y 
charcoal, which I like using for sort of shading and stuff. Yes. And there's, I've put out a square bit of paper for each of us, but there is a pile of sort of different shapes if you'd rather a bigger piece. Or, lovely stuff. Um, so what have you chosen as your muse? So one of the things that I like doing when I, I like sit down and draw mm. is I think of a like kind of a surreal joke yes. that I want to see in like visually. Yeah. So okay, it, it's often something that is a bit weird um, that I just want to see pictured. So uh, what I've chosen is uh, do you know uh, Philippe Petit? No. He's a, a funambulist. Do you know okay. those man on wires that go on oh. high wire walkers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you see them attach wires between trees in parks, those yes. people? Yes. Yeah. So Philippe Petit is a, a French, uh, or maybe Belgium, mm-hmm. we don't know. Uh, <laughs> You're allowed to get those mixed up. Yeah, they're the same. <laughs> um, and he... Um, basically put a wire between the twin towers uh, remember oh uh, and, yeah and walked in between them and um i can do that now i know you couldn't do that couldn't do that uh why not <laughs> ah yeah sorry uh, no. bit to update you I on haven't, haven't been looking at the news yeah <laughs> for the last 22 years 20 yeah yeah i actually stopped the day before did you <laughs> yeah. september the 10th, <laughs> september the 10th I was like, no. more positivity Not for in me, my actually. life well things have just got better and better since then seems like it yeah um but uh and i'm absolutely terrified of heights yeah me too so are you hmm. they, have you always been terrified of heights i think so um i remember on like did you ever do pgl it was like mm-hmm. an, I don't know if it was just in British schools, but it was like an organised trip that you do age like nine mm-hmm. and you go to a somewhere in the countryside and there's lots of activities like yes. abseiling and trapeze. And I remember walking up the abseiling tower and just seeing the, the height, which probably wasn't that high, and just being like, I can't do this. And walking back down the tower and feeling like very ashamed. Oh no, you should have ashamed. But it's absolutely terrifying. And, yeah. Um, I think there's, uh, I mean... I often think of statistics in life of like, well, someone's going to die from this. Yeah. (laughs) And I think it's going to be me. (laughs) Yeah. It's going to be someone, hasn't it? It's going to be someone. I I think it's quite normal to be afraid of heights. Is it? Yeah. Don't you think? I don't know. I feel like I only... It's actually quite recently that I realised that um, at the Fringe when I was, everyone was going up artist seats and I couldn't oh, yeah. figure out why I couldn't do it. And, oh, interesting. And it's because... I'm alright with things like that. It's like a gradual incline. It's more yeah. like, like standing on the top of a building and looking down. Mm. I, I don't love that. I think you've got bigger balls than I do. Oh, thank you. Because uh, your balls are massive. Yeah, and they are taking up the whole studio. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but I think that um, there's a documentary about um, Philippe Petit mm-hmm. where it talks about the processes of him building up to doing the Twin Tower ones. Yeah. And it's him with three friends and it's a bit of a like a heist thing. Okay. Because they weren't allowed. Yeah. And But it's also so magical. Um, and so that, that's the first idea, but mm-hmm. the idea for him that I want to do is, um, is <laughs> the wire is a, a really long spaghetti. Okay, yeah. And, and it's above a pot of pasta that's <laughs> boiling, so it's kind of oh, yeah. going down a bit. Okay, so it's like hard on one side, yeah. and then it's like cooking on the other side, so yeah. it's, yeah, so it's melting down. I love that. Yeah, so it's a bit odd, a bit surreal, but I think... I like the idea of him going, oh no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's great. Um, are you happy with that? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, because I feel like you're very minimal with your lines. 
which yeah. I'm not at all, but I want to get better at doing that sort of drawing. Well, do you know what? I think uh, it's my favourite artists mm. are not minimal in any way. Oh, I, really? I think it's more of a necessity that I keep it quite... Because um, I, I don't draw often, so I think mm. I just have to bring it down to what the core of an image is. Yeah. Um, but my favourite artists are all over the place. Yeah. I think it's... I like a bit of chaos in a yeah yeah in a painting. But you sort of plot out exactly what like this is quite a, even though it's surreal. You've obviously got like a clear image of what it is in your head. Yes. So do you always plot that out in your head before starting? You would never start a drawing and be like, oh, I'll see what what happens with it. I guess I don't. I think sometimes I. Uh, I'm gonna start by the way. I'm gonna start as well. Um, one thing I do is. Um, um, I like doing faces a lot, mm. um, like random faces. Um, I'm going to use one of these as a, a bit of a ruler. I might look up the image of him of on the, doing the Twin Towers. Yes, there's... Um, I mean, if you haven't seen the documentary... Mm, what's it uh, called? It's called A Man on Wire, and it's uh, a yearly watch for me. And it, it makes me feel so magical and happy and warm inside. Um, it sounds great. That's a really good image. So in your head, is the wire, is, is this the sort of thing you're thinking, but this wire is spaghetti? A, yeah, and there's a big pot of pasta just cooking at the bottom. Yeah, that's the jeopardy that he might fall into the boil, the boiling, boiling water. pasta. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, it, it's, it's not a, a 0% chance. No, it's probably quite a high percentage yeah. chance. If I was a man on wire, yeah, I mean... I would be worried about that someone's put a pot of pasta at the bottom. (laughs) (laughs) You said he does like training in the lead up to this particular, what do you call it, wire wire journey? (laughs) Um, What was his, like, did he sort of scale other buildings? So it's actually very, um, it's really nice because uh, he he had this lovely um, uh, group of friends Mm. that would kind of follow him everywhere into his craziness, which... I think it's so romantic. Oh, you don't have to think of friendship as like romantic, mm. um, like the pursuit of like following someone to everything they do. Yeah. And I think there's something incredibly touching for me in that. Definitely. And I um, remember when my friends used to come and watch me do comedy. <laughs> <laughs> but I think there's um there is something to it about the uh, the, the way they talk about him as well is so touching and there's. Um, I just, I mean, generally, I think we don't put enough emphasis on friendship mm. as like a, a, a big part of life. Yeah. Um, and I think there's a. His friends kind of um, believe in him throughout, and one of the, the the things they would act out as well is kind of give him ideas of what could be done. Oh wow! So he did one um, uh, stunt in on Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is very beautiful, very touching, and his his girlfriend in it. Um, her her job was kind of she was down watching him go up in between the the Notre Dame and all the towers and all of those tricks and be like, look, there's a there's a man on a wire. And oh, nice, like a hype woman. Yeah, thing. she was a hype woman. <laughs> um, I think he did it in London on one of the bridges as well. Um, not like not walking down the bridge. <laughs> that wouldn't be very impressive. Yeah, yeah I can walk down a bridge. <laughs> Just doing tricks on the <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Tower Bridge. <laughs> um, Must be quite stressful being in a relationship with someone who does this for a job, do you think? Absolutely terrifying, yes. I I, I can't date comedians anymore because mm. I, I, I get stressed seeing them on stage. Yeah. Um, and that's me as a stand-up, so I can't imagine seeing the person you love the most. Yeah, just constantly sort of risking their life. Yeah. Like, I often think about the, um, do you know the people who date um, UFC fighters and all of these? Mm. Like, I think that's terrifying. Definitely. I mean, not that they want to date me, to be honest. But <laughs> that's the only reason you're not dating Yeah, me. I don't think they're actually gunning to, uh, <laughs> to take Senia AB out. <laughs> I'm wondering, you know what I might do, which is yeah. not in the brief. Yes. But I might do like a lady in the tramp on either side of the spaghetti. <gasps> How do you feel about that? I love this. <laughs> a couple of dogs added to this. I, I, yes, yes, please. Okay. This is very much a um, keep adding yeah. as, as you go. Um, have you ever done that with, with someone? Done what? The lady in the tramp thing. No. I think the idea of it is probably a lot more romantic than the reality. I find eating spaghetti as a solo artist sort of <laughs> difficult enough. <laughs> Um, I like cutting it up. Sorry, I know you're not supposed to do that. See, I don't mind it. it do you, I mean, I'm imagining not with scissors. Not with scissors. I do cut pizza up with scissors. I enjoy that. Yeah, it's much easier to get the slices. But um, Here's my question. Mm. Once you've cut it with scissors, yeah. do you then run your finger on the scissors to get the cheese and tomato? Yeah, not on the sharp bit. Not on the sharp bit. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> Um, um, and then do you cut other stuff with pizza wheels? <laughs> yeah, cut bread with a pizza wheel. <laughs> cut cheese with a bread knife. <laughs> Very kooky. Um, the lady in the tram thing is, I don't think I've, no, I've never done it. No. You could do it with, I mean, it has to be spaghetti really. Farfalle? farfalle? Yeah. Penne? Penne. It's a lot shorter distance lasagna? before you're at the other person's mouth. Lasagna. One lasagna sheet. One lasagna sheet. <laughs> um, I think that uh, the, uh, like, if you had to pick a meal yeah. to have whilst on a wire. <laughs> uh, it's got to be something that's not, I was going to say not a wrap or a burrito because there's a lot of like stuff that might fall out the other yes, end. Yes, very wise. Maybe like a Cornish pasty, which was sort of designed for miners, wasn't it? So <laughs> yes, as in people down mines, not children. So it's quite easy to eat, like on the hoof. Yeah. <laughs> so or on the wire. Julia, I have a question for you. Mm. You know a lot about art. Um, well, I think you. Do you know that famous photo of the builders eating? Yes, their meal on. Um, that everyone in English universities seem to have on the wall of their halls of residence. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And, um, and like, reasonably priced hotels having their bedrooms. Yeah. Um, I've heard that it's been faked. Oh, really? Yes. Did you hear about that? No, tell me more. I heard that it was an ad campaign, and um, it made me very sad. Oh. Um, so that's not so much a question as much as a, a reveal. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose. How does that make you feel? Um, what was it an ad campaign for? Do we know? Builders? Sandwiches? <laughs> <laughs> Builders. New York? Was it New York? The New, skyline? Yeah, New York skyline. 
Yeah. Get yourself a builder, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If in doubt, get a builder. <laughs> Moving from France to the UK. Ooh, what a throwback. <laughs> How old were you? I was 19 years old, just, okay. just turned 19. And um, um, what, what made you decide to move? So I um, I guess I've, I've always wanted to live in England, mm. but I was a, a very... I, was a, I wasn't a, a very adventurous kid or teenager. I was very prudent mm-hmm. um, and very scared of a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would dream of going to England and doing things, but I always thought oh, I'd have to plan it for like a couple of years yeah. before I can do it. And um, I was also very, very overweight growing up. I was uh, seven stone heavier than I am now. Really? Um, yeah, and I I lost a lot of weight from age 17 to 18. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of gave me a bit more confidence to, you know, try new things. And, yeah. But I also really wanted to study um, films. I wanted yeah. to study film and become a director and... Um, and I looked into a school and it was a bit too pricey so mm. I decided I'm going to take a, a year off and just kind of decide um, but on my 19th birthday my cousin um, was dating this guy who's now her husband whose family had moved to Birmingham and my 19th birthday present was ah. I know you want to go to England so why don't you go there for a couple weeks oh, wow. um, and see England were well, you like I meant sort of London but Birmingham was <laughs> <laughs> Well, actually, Bristol was the one that I wanted because yeah, I used Bristol's to watch. Beautiful. Yeah, and I used to watch Skins, so I thought. Ah. And so, did you know if wasn't Joel Domit in Skins? Was he? Yeah, because he grew up in Birmingham. I'm sorry, oh. not Birmingham, Bristol. Hmm. Um, Who did he play in Skins? Do you know? I didn't watch it. I don't know. You didn't watch Skins? No, sorry. That's okay. It's um. I watched uh, Home and Away and Friends. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I was talking to someone today, well, not today, um, yesterday, who said they'd never seen Friends. Wow. And I was like, what did you do all these years? <laughs> what age were they? Um, I think they were 30, so, which is like prime yeah. prime Friends age, if you ask me. Was it a man or a woman? It was a woman. And wow. so. And I found out by saying, do you remember that episode where Phoebe got married in the snow? And they went, I don't know what you're talking about. <gasps> oh my God, I think I've seen every episode. Me too. Actually, I used to have a friend's poster on my wall. Did you? Yeah, the one of them all like about to drink a milkshake or like an <gasps> ice cream sundae. Do you know that one? I know exactly that one. Um, I used to have a big crush on um, Matt LeBlanc. Mm. Um, and... Uh, a lot of the time as well, it used to drive me mad that no one seemed to acknowledge how gorgeous Monica is. Yeah. It used to be like everyone was kind of all about... All about Rachel. All about Rachel. And I'd be like, she's a supermodel. And Phoebe as well, being just a a, a, a really great friend that's always kind of seen as the... Uh, the, the annoying old, one. The annoying one. But she's the, she's the best friend out of the lot, I think. Do you think? Yeah, she looks after them really well. Aww. Have a lot of time for Phoebe. Yeah. Um, so you moved to Birmingham age 19 and was the idea that you would just be there temporarily and see what you thought of England or was it like this is me moving to England? It was very much a um, I'll be back in like three weeks sort of thing and um, what ended up happening is that I, uh, I guess the sense of freedom that I got from being away from my family and mm-hmm. you know 
um, I, I don't come from a, a, a very affluent background. So I think that that sense of freedom, it was the first time that I went away, mm-hmm. um, first time that I left the country and it felt, it felt really exciting. Yeah. And um, I think there's an element as well of my, <laughs> my best friend, Linda, mm. um, her brother was, um, before I left and bef- when I was still talking about, oh, maybe I'll move to England, mm. said to me, oh, you'll never do it. You oh, always talk about it and you'll never do it. Challenge accepted. <laughs> yeah. And Linda to this day is still mad at him because she didn't want me to leave. Yeah. So she's like, oh, damn it. Just <laughs> him challenging you, using exactly what works on you. <laughs> <laughs> but then I moved there and got a job. Mm-hmm. Um, moved out of uh, the place that I was uh, staying at. Um, got kicked out to be honest <laughs> why did you get kicked out because I think I was I wasn't really the the family was lovely but I think it was uh, we, we wanted different things <laughs> you and the family <laughs> me and the family wanted different things I think in hindsight they uh, kind of expected me to look after the kids um, which I did not really want to do as a 19 year old who uh, really liked skins yeah and then what ended up happening is I kind of got a job doing street fundraising for something that turned out to be a scam. Oh no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then fell in, kind of fell in love with Birmingham. I know it's, it's really weird to say, but I it really reminded me of where I come from, but everyone there was so friendly. And yeah, I, they're very friendly. And yeah. it's a fun place, there's loads going on. Yeah, and it's so different from Paris. And mm. I'm from the outskirts of Paris, so we, there was really not much going on there. Mm. And Paris is very um, embedded with uh, class in that you, you yeah. need to have money to enjoy Paris mm-hmm. um, but Birmingham was more vibes <laughs> yeah and did you start doing comedy at that age or what What was um, like how did you get into doing stand-up I, um, I so I um, I had quite a lot of uh, oh my god I'm really opening up here um, mm. I I really finna decide I'm opening up and then having a, a sip of coffee from a dick straw. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> really mm. opening up to mm. this penis. <laughs> Is this Oprah? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I had um, a lot of. Uh, I had quite a bad social anxiety when I was a teenager, mm. um, and I've always loved stand up, uh, but never thought I would do it. But I always used to write jokes mm. for myself. Always used to write little jokes in a notebook. Um, I loved words. I've always loved words, mm-hmm. um, but I hated school, so I didn't go to uni. <laughs> and I just loved the mechanics of like surprising something, someone with a joke. Yeah. Just with like, you know, the element. What I liked about it is the element of surprise that you can just do with your brain mm-hmm. without anything else. And I think that's really something that I, I think is very special. And when you started with your notebook of jokes, were you writing them in French or English? Yes, or French. Yeah. And um, I would then translate them into English, but very quickly my it became quite clear that the, the, the easiest way to do it is to write in English, and then my brain naturally sort of switched. Yeah, because presumably there's not... Not, there's jokes that don't translate. Yes. In terms of wordplay and stuff. Yes, exactly. And there's, um, there's also, like, an element of... Uh, the, the 
the rhythm uh, well English I think I've read this somewhere that English lends itself to comedy better than French because English goes premise punch whereas mm. French tends to go the other way I don't think right. that's entirely true but I think there's um there's definitely an element of that and interestingly I'm yeah. going back to French to watching a lot of French stand-up only now okay um and uh yeah do you mind if I grab one of my little pens from my bag no go for it I've got um when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at bluenile.com you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Have you ever gigged in France? Mm-hmm. Like, do you go back and do stand-up? So that's one of my big um, uh, big dreams, actually. Mm. Um, I would very much like to um, have a like a documentary type thing where I go back to France and try stand up there because mm. I've done stand up in French, but just a couple times, so it wasn't. Um, and it was very early on, so it was very new. Yeah. And enjoyed it for what it was, but it didn't feel like, you know, it felt very open mic-y, so there's only so much you can enjoy them. Yeah. Um, and I think there's, um, I would love to kind of, once I'm hopefully more established here, I'd love to have a, a go at trying to have a lovely career in France as well, because mm. it's, you know, I, I do miss it. And when you did your set in France did you write a set in French specifically for that or were you translating back so it wasn't even in France it was in London both times there used to be French nights but you know you don't often get French people at those nights because you know there's a lot of Francophiles really yeah creeps (laughs) (laughs) Um, and I think there's like an element of I Sometimes there's French people that come to my shows, and um, but they're, they're very much embedded in British culture, so they get they 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 kind of if I speak French to them, they kind of almost have that thing of like no speak English, like mm. <laughs> the, the the whole room is English. But I would love to give it a proper go because you know I love the stand up I've been rewatching is um, a guy called uh, Pierre Desproges. Mm-hmm. who's one of my favourite writers and just comedians who sadly died uh, quite young but was just uh, amazing with words and mm. um, one of my big dreams as well is to I want to translate French stand-ups to people who don't speak French so they can appreciate it oh yeah and French hip-hop and all these things like that's a good idea mm. 
have you got an agent I suppose you don't have an agent in France yet would that be something you'd want yeah I'd quite like it and also I think that you know and the people that I grew up watching are mostly French and um I think that be probably the first time I get really starstruck is if uh, a French comedian that I've admired mm. knew me. That would I think that would because I don't have any emotional attachment, for example, to a, 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 a Jimmy Carr. <laughs> so what? What? <laughs> and I know everyone here has a, a poster of Jimmy Carr above the, uh, their bedroom. Yeah, mine's next to my friend's poster. <laughs> Um, Did you watch that show that Jimmy Carr did on uh, destroying art? No. Was it good? And what's the concept? It was quite interesting. It was, I guess the concept is like, can you separate the art from the artist? And they would have a a real, um, like a Picasso painting or a Hitler painting. And it was people who did art who obviously have something to be cancelled for. <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, Hitler's cancellation is coming. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so, and then the audience, it's like a live audience and they vote, should should the artwork be destroyed? or And they have like an art historian explaining like the significance of the artwork and yeah. why potentially it's better to keep it as like a way of remembering the awful historical things or whether we should just destroy work and not, you know, have... Any significant, yeah, and not have any bad people in art. But I, yeah. I think there's that's an interesting debate. What do you think about it? I sort of think it's. I, I don't really believe in destroying art. I think there's yeah, ways of um, uh, ways of not um, celebrating artists who have do, who've done bad things, like having statues of people up who yes. were slave owners I don't necessarily agree with that but I think there's a place for them in museums yes I think there's um I I would have to say I agree yeah I think there's um it's an interesting thing in um in art and I guess generally entertainment even mm. which is that we know who bad people who the bad people are everyone knows who the bad people are mm. right yeah but I often think of like <laughs> I often think of uh, people in office jobs Mm. who might have a boss who has done really heinous things yeah. and you'll, you'd never know yeah. um, because they can just change companies. Do you know what I mean? So they can just That's true. move from one job to another. And I think there's, a, there's an element of like, you know, if you destroy Hitler's art, for example, you're not necessarily destroying... You're not destroying the Holocaust. <laughs> yeah. So I think there's something, and also, also it's not great art. <laughs> yeah, he didn't get into art college. Yeah. Famously. I think uh, they sat outside and pretended he was going there every day. Really? Which is psychopathic, but not the most psychopathic thing he's done. <laughs> but it's interesting because, okay, um, <laughs> if it was like a um, someone that ended up being a successful artist, that story would be quite endearing. Yeah, it's true, actually. It's, um, you know... Are we so sort of lovable it? underdog. Yeah. I don't think we can give Hitler that nickname. No, <laughs> no. No matter how much you try on it. Yeah. In every other podcast that you do. <laughs> um, do you have the rubber there? I do. Could I use it quickly? Oh, thank course. you. Oh, I love what you've done so far. Oh, thanks. It's, um... Mine is very messy, actually. It's 
Cotton yeah, I sort of I've done the lady in the tramp sitting at the table with the, but it's strange that they sort of haven't served the pasta out. They're eating it out of <laughs> boiling hot saucepan, and then um, there's a man on walking along. One thing I really like is um, adding text to drawings. Oh yeah, have you got an idea of what you're going to add? Uh, I've already done it. <gasps> have you? Um, do you want do you want to know? Yeah, can you give me some inspiration? I've just wrote, uh-oh. <laughs> oh, that's good. There you go. Uh, thank you. Um, um, what should I write? Maybe something about Lady in the Tramp, yes. something about spaghetti. Lady in the Tramp. Lady in the... Um, something about it being a bit al dente. The, there's something on my food. Is there something on your food? Oh, waiter, waiter. There's, there's a man in my spaghetti. <laughs> My French teacher at school always uh, loved telling us um, when we were learning about like food and drink, um, talking about jam, her favourite thing was like, remember preservative because <laughs> preservative <laughs> is a condom. Or is it the other way around? Preservative is a condom. Yes. And preservative is... Like um, a condiment. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean... So I... we all had a laugh about that. <laughs> Did you like your French teacher? Yeah, I did. She was nice. Was your French teacher hot? Um, for me, no, because I think she was a woman sort of in her 60s and that's not that's not what I was looking for, age 16. <laughs> um, <laughs> Strangely. But was your French... I guess all of your teachers were French teachers. <laughs> well, you would think so. There's, um, I had a, my English teacher when I was... I think it was 16, 17, the last few years of high school, she was Irish and she was from Cork. Oh, my mum's from Cork. No way. Yeah. Um, I love Ireland. I mean, mm. my favourite people are Irish. Oh, um, that's nice. I just think that uh, there's a special connection between the French and the Irish. Um, mm. That is that the, the common hatred of the Brits, I think. Yes. <laughs> um, but I think there's... Um, the whole so she had a very strong accent mm-hmm. um, and there was one thing that I, I remembered in hindsight which is uh, for a whole year you had a whole class of French students walking around with a French Cork accent <laughs> when oh, they spoke yeah. English that's funny and um, it's interesting to think of like we didn't even think of it as an accent yeah it's quite sort of sing-songy I mean I don't think my mum has an accent but English friends will say that she does yeah but I don't really know you have a lovely accent Annie do you think yeah you do you've got got, um I've been listening to the pod and it's uh it's very pleasant and uh relaxing oh that's nice do you do any voiceover no and I would love to so if you can help with that (laughs) oh yes absolutely I'm sure we can uh um yeah I don't know why you would be great. Can you can you think of a, a slogan? Um, Celia says I'll be great. Yeah, that was so great. Like that. that was so great. Do you do voiceover? No, but again, I would love to. Yeah. I often think um, that I'm, I'm realizing I'm coming around to the fact that I have an accent, which for the longest time I kept denying. <laughs> If someone yeah. told me I had an accent, I would be like, I think you're mistaken. This is a perfect British accent that you're hearing. 
Well, it, it changes whether or not you have an accent, doesn't it? Depending on yeah. where you live. <laughs> I know. I think I would love to have a... Um, like, if I had to pick an accent... Mm. I... Um, I love... <laughs> I love sort of like stronger accents yeah. as well. I think they're very charming, actually. I love the Scouse accent. Oh, me too. It's a, and you like football, don't you? I do. So, <laughs> yeah. so, like, so it makes sense. So it makes sense, doesn't it, when you think about it? Yeah. Um, do you watch football? Um, no, but I would love to. I really want to start playing football because... Oh, yeah. You should play comedians football on a Tuesday. I've been, uh, I've been offered it, but I think I would bring the whole team down in a... To be frank, but I'm very. Um, I just I've never done any team sports growing up because I had a condition that um, kept me from exercising mm. um, for maybe ten years. Oh wow! And so I was always uh, I wasn't playing with the other kids at school, and I was. Uh, I think that's that's kind of how I started looking into comedy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I've always kind of wanted to be in a team and I think that that's really good um, as training for later. Yeah, yeah, it's very fun. And also in terms of exercise, it makes it way more enjoyable, I find, because you don't notice you're doing it. You're just sort of playing a game. Yeah. Do you do, do, you do it every week, do you? So... Yeah, I play football most weeks uh, and I play netball. Netball tonight, <gasps> actually. We're in the final, Celia. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> Are you excited? I'm quite excited. The team we're playing are very good and they're made up of Aussies who are, without wanting to stereotype, very good and yeah. tall. Yeah. Um, um, but we have beat them before. You have? Yeah. Where is the final? Highbury. Highbury? Yeah. <laughs> As in a primary school in Highbury, not the <laughs> old ass. You're playing Australia. against children who are very yeah. tall. <laughs> very tall nine-year-old Australians. Very tall. <laughs> I went to visit my brother in Australia last year and I went to play football with him and we were in the park and I genuinely thought it was an adult rugby team from <laughs> afar and they were kids. They're so big over there. It's crazy. <laughs> Have you been? No, but I... Um... I would absolutely love to. Actually, I think you might enjoy this. Um, I, for, for a total of two gigs, mm. which I, I don't do it anymore, I had a, a bit of stand-up where I, um, I told the audience that I was prepping for the Melbourne Comedy Festival, but mm -hmm. it turns out that on the way here, I didn't get it. <laughs> so if that's okay, I'd like to still do the, the, the act. That's funny. And then we'll just keep referencing Melbourne things. Yeah. Um, but that's my one of my dreams personally is to do the Melbourne Comedy Festival yeah I'd love to do that it's just everyone has such a nice time mm -hmm. there and I am a, a slut for good accommodations yeah it's beautiful I've not been to Melbourne but I've been to Sydney oh and did you like it yeah I loved it did you do gigs over there yeah I did a couple of gigs at the Comedy Store and Emmore Theatre and somewhere else that I can't remember the name of um, yeah, it was very fun and just beautiful, like swimming in the sea every day. It's, it's a good quality of life. It is. I think there's... Um, I often think of, like, you know... And every time... I'm, it's, it's such a cliché thing to say, but I'm always so much happier when I'm by the sea. Mm. My grandparents lived in Red Roof. Do you know? I, I think I have been to Red Roof. I'm just going to check. Not far from Truro. I... Um, I've been to Cornwall for the first time this Christmas. Oh. 
and I've been past Red Roof. I nice. and I loved I loved it so much. Yeah, it's better in the summer, I would say. Why did you yeah. go there at Christmas? Did you spend Christmas by yourself? Uh, no, I. I thought uh, I saw you post something about having like a some time away. Yeah. yeah. So I. Um, what happened is I. I did the Edinburgh Fringe Festival this mm-hmm. year, and then went straight into gigging. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have any time off whatsoever, um, which I'm, I'm you know very grateful for the work. But mm-hmm. I think I had um, I was coming close to having a. Uh, a big burnout slash breakdown. Mm-hmm. So I decided that I would, you know, going home at Christmas time is very expensive. Yeah. And we don't necessarily celebrate it as a big thing in my family. Mm-hmm. So my mom very much understood that I was not coming home this Christmas, but that I would see her in the new year. Yeah. Um, and I just kind of, you know, my friend Tamsin uh, Kelly, who's a comedian, mm-hmm. uh, brilliant comedian, one of my closest friends, um, was going home for Christmas. She's from Penzance, and oh, nice. I decided that I would book myself an Airbnb for five uh, five nights, six days, and just basically spend as much time by myself as I could, but to you know, to, to add a bit of cheery element to it, spend Christmas Day with her family. Oh, that's lovely. And um, again, it's like a thing about friendship that we don't like. I was thinking about the fact that you meet your partner's parents, but you don't have to meet your friend's parents. Yeah, it's weird that after basically your school friends meet your parents. Yeah. But as soon as you make friends as an adult, there's less interactions with the... Um, I love meeting adult friends' parents. Me too. Then suddenly you're like, oh, everything about your personality makes sense. Yeah, I think I worded it in a... Um, uh, a thing of like it's like meeting the the footnotes of their personality yeah it's I, I find it very um, satisfying you know you see like and because they look like them as well mm. a lot of the time so you kind of feel like you're jumping into the future mm. um, and I think Christmas Day was wonderful we got very drunk mm-hmm. um, with Hanan and um it was probably one of my favorite Christmases ever. Was like being, being with her family, and then going home and having myself a, a special cheesecake nice. um, in the Airbnb, and then what flavor? Ooh, are you ready? Uh, mm. Biscoff and caramel. Which yeah, is, I know. It's. Um, I mean, I keep bringing it to everybody as being the best cheesecake I've ever had, which is just a co-op <laughs> biscoff and caramel cheesecake. Biscoff is yeah. good. What did we do before Biscoff? I have to pretend and tell me, like, I basically gaslight myself into thinking it doesn't exist because it would ruin my life. Do you buy the jars of it? No, especially for that reason. I basically tell myself it's not a thing. Yeah. Because otherwise, I'll, I mean, I'll just never leave my house. Yeah, dangerous. Dangerous. Like chocolate stuff. spread. Oh my God, yes. You can't buy stuff like that though. No, you otherwise can't. It's just every day can't what, be chocolate spread what do you have for breakfast Annie? it varies depending on how sort of disciplined I'm feeling yeah. I went through a phase of doing like muesli koyo blueberries and yeah. all the stuff you're supposed to do mm-hmm. but in the winter it's just hard to avoid Marmite on toast I'm recently getting into Marmite actually oh really think, um, Marmite on toast um, what type of bread are we thinking brown sourdough welcome to off menu by the way oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brown sourdough is my lovely stuff. Yeah. Um, what would your breakfast of choice be? 
I say it changes. My favorite breakfast um, in the whole world is uh, shakshuka. Okay, that, um, I'm not an egg person, so I can't relate, but um, I know they're very popular. Um, what would you like instead of an egg? Chocolate croissant? <laughs> yeah, I put a chocolate croissant. Pan chocolat? I, put, was impressed. Really, <laughs> I was so impressed. Um, that really took me back home, actually. <laughs> um, I think the, uh, the... So I want a, a shakshuka, and then actually, which is not something I do every day, mm. but I enjoy... A dessert after breakfast, so like having wow. a sweet breakfast after a savory breakfast. Um, is that a French thing or is that just a Celia thing? Um, I think I'm going to hide behind the palace of French thing, yeah. but uh, not being a hundred percent. Remember, sure. you're representing all of France on this yes, podcast. Yes, bonjour everybody. Uh, I hope Macron is listening. <laughs> um, I've made my drawing quite messy. Portrait or landscape? Portrait. Hockney or Cezanne? Hockney or Cezanne? Um, mm. Hockney. Picasso or Pissarro? I have to say Picasso. I know he's a bad man. <laughs> <laughs> can you separate the art from the artist? Um, I can to a degree. I think there's a... There's an element of, you know... I enjoy seeing someone's work and if it's beautiful and they turned out to be a bad person mm. um, I can yeah I think I can I think yeah to an extent to unless an extent. they're like to an extent Paris or Birmingham Paris <laughs> running or swimming oh cycling <laughs> Louvre or Pompidou that was beautiful I'm really, I'm really trying my hardest I really enjoy that <laughs> Um, I still haven't been to Pompidou. Oh, really? No, um, so it has to be Louvre. I really enjoy mm. it there. Mona Lisa or Girl with a Pearl Earring? Girl with a Pearl Earring. I think she's um, so striking. And I've, Mona Lisa, I've seen it so much that it's become like white noise to me. I don't hear it mm. or don't see it. It's behind too much glass as well. I know. Uh, tortured artist or rational waiter? Oh, I'd have to say tortured artist. I'm very sorry. But I am French. <laughs> Spaghetti or linguine? Linguini all day long. Talk about or think about art. Talk about or think about. Mm. Uh, think about. Looking at a painting close up or far away. Far away. Private view or view of privates. Hmm. <laughs> Private view. Painting from life, landscape, or still life. Life. Art or music. Music. Art or books. Art. <laughs> Jokes or drawing? Oh, no. <laughs> Jokes in drawings. Mm, very nice. <laughs> That's the end of the quick fire. I enjoyed that. Do you own any art? Um, I do. What do you, what you got? So they're not originals, obviously. Mm. Um, but I really enjoy um, going to little markets in Paris and buying, you know, those little... Um, Postcards of mm. paintings with yeah. paintings on them. Um, which ones do I own? Oh, God, I've got a picture of them, but I wouldn't know the name of them. So I can show you them. Yeah. And then you probably will know which ones they are. <laughs> I remember going on a school trip to Paris and we'd all buy those, like, um, pictures of the Moulin Rouge, like the vintage <sighs> postcards yes. and stuff. We thought um, we were very cool. I'm all in for these things, you know. I think I love a bit of cheese, I think. Yeah. <laughs> like... There's um, 
my favorite type of art to have in my house are very colorful pieces yeah um and i really enjoy a bit of chaos i think mm-hmm. i enjoy when things don't quite go together and that yeah. makes me very happy inside yeah i think um but i'm going to show you the ones that i have um and you might the, the, the picture you'll see is a picture of a, a one of my walls of my bedroom that I'm moving out of that is covered in mold and I am moving out for that reason. Oh, uh, really? So that's before I cleaned it. Um, but let's just focus on the art for Yes. It. Just, uh, just forget about the mold. I think I finished my drawing. How's yours? I think I finished mine as well, actually. Great. Um, Have you signed it? Ooh, I'm signing it here. I'm going to put a little heart on it. It's very messy. I've really tried to impress you, actually, with the yeah, messiness. Yeah, I've tried to impress you as well. I, uh, um, do you want to see the drawing with I want to see the picture you on your phone of the, okay. is it the mould? <laughs> not the mould, the art. <laughs> That's the focus. <laughs> Ooh! So I like all of these. I also have love Japanese art, so I've got a lot of that around the, the house. Yeah, beautiful. Um, is that a Picasso face? It is, I think, and there's my background of my phone is uh, one of Picasso's landscapes. Oh, cool! Did, uh, You've got a Van Gogh in there as well. Yes, beautiful. Uh, that mold, I have to say, looks bad. Yeah, it's black uh, mold. Uh, yes, I I'm cleaned glad it you're and moving, I'm out. moving out. Yeah, um, is that Matisse? Uh, no. I think it is. Actually, one of my... Um, I don't know if you asked the Beautiful. question about the favourite artists and stuff. Mm. Uh, but no, I, I don't think I did. Um, among my favourite artists is uh, Magritte. Ah, yes. I I love the... Uh, the like, if I had to think of my favourite painting, the, maybe not my favourite, but the one I think about the most is mm. the one with the... You know, the loads of men in buildings? What's that called? Yeah. Um, Conge- Conge- I can't remember. I'm gonna, I think I screenshotted it because I wanted to impress you. Golconda, this one. Yeah, that's really cool. It looks like it's raining men. Yeah, I think about that painting a lot. And like, in terms of messiness, like that sort of stuff I really like as well. Mm, so yeah, yeah really sort of loose drawings and yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Um, and I also love a Birmingham art artist mm. uh, called uh, this Tap Vision in Fucker Wolf. Oh, yeah. I love. I know Tap Vision from, I think Joe Lysett yes. recommended them as well. Yeah. Yeah, very, very cool. amazing. Should we show each other our work? Yeah. All right, let's swap. Three, two, one. one. I love this. Oh, wow. That's really cool. I love the pen marks that you've done. It looks so, it's like very loose but also minimal and Thank you. you really get the sense that that guy is falling into the boiling <laughs> hot pan of spaghetti <laughs> so it's a bit messier than i usually do and i've really enjoyed the the process of getting my hands dirty on the yeah with the charcoal yeah it looks really cool and you've also nailed the half cooked pasta and half uncooked pasta <laughs> thank with you the straight lines and the wiggly lines thank I you love it Thank you so much. That's great. Happy birthday. Thank you. Um, should I describe yours? Because I Go love it. Um, what you've done so well, uh, first of all, the lady and the tramp element to it is very cinematic. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I really enjoy the camera behind one of them. Yes. Yeah. Bit um, of perspective. Yeah, a bit of perspective. I love the man that you've done oh thank you he's quite hench isn't he yeah well he'd need to be I guess to get himself up all those buildings he would have yeah <laughs> I assume he climbs up <laughs> he climbs up um, 
I really love actually the last minute element of color. Mm. Ah, lovely. what a plus! Chef's I, kiss. Chef's kiss. I think that is a parsley on top of the, <laughs> you know, the top pasta. The, yeah. It looks amazing. I really, I enjoy that the man is uh, looking really unconcerned. That's um, mm. that reminds me a bit of a. Do you know those really surrealist paintings? Um, What's the guy that does the clocks that are... Oh, yeah, Dali. Dali, yeah. yeah. Um, where everything is so, sort of um, uh, normal and strange. Like, it, it's it's strange that it's so normal, that he's so normal going into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed that. I love this little guy. <laughs> yeah, I struggled a bit with the dog face. But that's my favourite guy, I think. <laughs> a mixture of emotions going on in his face. Yes, and um, I, I mean, the text... Is a uh, fantastic. Thank garçon, you. Garçon, garçon, there's a man in my spaghetti. <laughs> I enjoy I that. I like your just uh oh in capital letters. Mm-hmm. It says so much in so few words. Mm-hmm. It's that brilliant. Is- Thank, thank you, Celia. Thank you, Celia. Thank you, Celia. <laughs> thank you Amy. End up by getting your name wrong. Um, <laughs> that was really fun. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed the episode. If you want to see our artworks from this week, then follow us on social media at Secret Art Pod. Celia is on social media, AB Celia. That's her Twitter handle and her Instagram handle. I'm on social media, of course I am. My Twitter account is at Annie McTweet and I'm on Instagram at McGrath.Annie and at McGrath.Art for my art. Because I do art, have I mentioned that? I am selling some paintings, so go on my website if you want to see what's for sale, amagra.art. And if you enjoyed today's episode, then why not give us a nice review? Five stars and some lovely words would not go amiss. See you next time. Goodbye. Secret Artists is a Turtle Canyon comedy production for Acast. Music by Alistair Clayton. Quickfire round music by Steve Dunn. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. 